0: Hey, I'm Steph. I'm Alex. And this is Not Today. Hey. How are you? Great.
1: We are not annoyed at all.
0: (laughs) We're not annoyed. We uh, we just had to tape up our our blanket to the window.
1: Yeah, we'll see if it works.
0: For better sound quality.
1: I have to say, I've never felt more professional (laughs) in our time recording than literally taping our duvet to the wall over our window (laughs) to try and see if we can drown out rush hour.
0: (laughs) Trying to soundproof Friday, five (laughs) o'clock rush hour. (laughs) We're doing our best, guys.
1: We're trying for you, okay? Yeah. Uh, With what we have. God damn it. So, I, I don't know. I hope... That you notice a difference, or that you don't notice anything Uh, at all. Yeah,
0: I hope you don't notice anything at all, and now that we're calling on it, maybe you will.
1: Yeah. Whatever. (laughs)
0: Um, But anyway, I don't think we have a ton to talk about before we jump into the story. The only thing I could think of was um, our poll for our bonus episode is posted on Patreon. Correct. As of right now, a kidnapping story is winning, but we have another two options of a bonfire collapse. And also a man who was high on PCP and attacked his daughter and neighbors, so Jesus Christ. three very insane stories. But so far the kidnapping is winning. So if you have a an opinion on that, on what you want to, what you guys want to hear, head over to Patreon, subscribe, yeah,
1: and then you'll get extra content, all the things. You understand? <laughs> We've no. said it before. Um, also, one of the, our patrons on the Discord said that she lived an hour away from. The River, Road Fellowship. the River Road Fellowship. Right. And so there's an impromptu forming of a cult to infiltrate the cult. A cult, a cult
0: to infiltrate the cult. Yes, cultception. A... Oh, <laughs> so are we forming our it? own cult, or are we infiltrating an already formed cult? We're
1: doing both, I think.
0: Okay, damn. Are you going to be Christ in the flesh, or am I? <laughs> <laughs> we
1: flip a coin. All right. God. God's plan. <laughs> God's plan. <laughs>
0: all right well okay great so let's get into the story for this week we are going to be talking about a woman named kendra Beebe. and in 2006 kendra Beebe was living alone with her two children in san marcos california and had recently been through a bitter divorce at that time she was super depressed and she didn't date for like a year after because i think it was like really toxic and bad
1: yeah i mean fair enough
0: yeah gotta take some time for yourself Exactly. So in 2007, she decided that it was time and placed a personal ad on an online dating service saying something along the lines of, I'm a conservative mom looking for the same. She wasn't looking for any games. She just wanted a stable relationship, someone she could rely on since her past relationships had been so turbulent. And that's when she met Hollywood actor Shelley Malil. Shelley Malil was born on December 23, 1964. He emigrated from Kerala, India, to the U.S. in 1974 when he was only 10 years old. And he started acting as a child and hoped to one day become a comedic actor like Bob Hope, who he had watched on TV as a child. And Shelley came to Hollywood in 1995, and after only a few years, booked roles in a bunch of movies and TV shows, including The 40-Year-Old Virgin, Holes, Scrubs the west wing and others
1: damn Mm -hmm. okay he's booking
0: yeah he was booking he was like a a big actor at the time i think i mean semi but yeah he was definitely in things i think he's most known for the photo the 40 year old virgin so if you've seen that movie you've seen shelly malil he also had received a number of awards and nominations for his performances through the years so he was doing pretty well for himself And Kendra didn't know at the time that he was this, you know, well-known actor. She actually didn't know until a couple weeks into their, you know, relationship online. They had been emailing and he finally told Kendra that he was an actor in LA and had appeared in several movies. She hadn't seen any of his movies.
1: That's funny. Yeah.
0: So she thought that it was interesting, but it wasn't what drew her to him or what made her like him. She likes that he was a gentleman and he was engaging and she was just overall very impressed with him.
1: Yeah, wait, so they're doing this all over email? Yeah. This is funny to me.
0: It's two thousand seven.
1: Uh, oh, is it two thousand seven? Yeah. I don't know. It's just so funny to me like things happen over email at any point in time. Right. But I guess this is how you did it. Yeah. You no. Know, was Gmail even a thing or were they using like AOL?
0: It was probably Gmail. I don't know. What I when don't was know. Gmail made? I have no idea. Is this aging us? <laughs> <laughs> are we showing how stupid we are? I don't um, know, man. I'm not sure, but it was over email.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I guess you also would kind of want um, for her to not know you professionally if you're an actor. I mean, then you don't ever have to doubt whether she's in it for the fame or not,
0: right? Right, yeah, and he did like that. That was what drew her, drew him to her was the fact that she wasn't after his fame, I guess, or his money or anything like that. Like She just wanted to get to know him. Shelley was extremely funny, and he made her laugh all the time, and he was her escape from the terrible time she was having with her messy divorce. She had finally felt like she found a friend, and that was amazing for her. Over the next year, Shelley and Kendra were rarely apart, but soon there was a little bit of trouble in paradise when Shelley started becoming increasingly jealous and controlling. He was extremely jealous of Kendra having any male friends and wanted to know who she was talking to and what she was doing at all times, even coworkers. She didn't. He didn't like her talking to like male coworkers, so he was getting extremely controlling and jealous.
1: Dude, yeah, she's gotta work, man.
0: Right? She's like a full a full mom with like a whole life, and you're like, you can't talk to your male coworkers.
1: I mean, we're going to encounter people of the opposite sex.
0: Yeah, well, clearly he did It's the world. Right, exactly. So their relationship became very on-again, off-again. Shelley seemed to have a fixation on clothing as well. When they weren't together physically and they were dating, he would call Kendra and ask what she was wearing, and she found that annoying. On one occasion, Kendra was going to accompany Shelley to a family member's wedding And this was going to be like a big traditional Indian wedding. So Kendra was pumped because they seem to have fabulous clothes and the Indian weddings are just so beautiful. So anyone would be pumped to go to an Indian wedding.
1: Yeah, no, they're, they're like clothes that they dress up in are sweet.
0: Oh yeah, it's amazing. So Kendra had gotten a few options for traditional Indian pieces and like saris and things like that. And she was planning on wearing these pieces to the wedding and at the rehearsal dinner when kendra was wearing one of these outfits sherry had accused kendra of wearing an indian outfit that was see-through and kendra said that that really affected her and it was kind of the last straw for her at the time and she said that she decided to leave the rehearsal dinner and they actually broke up because of that because she was just she had had enough at that point
1: yeah i mean everyone has a breaking point that's a little much
0: well it maybe it wasn't like That situation was super terrible, but probably everything leading up to it, and this was just the straw that broke the camel's back. Right. So two weeks later, Shelley had contacted Kendra to ask her to a movie premiere, and he asked her to go by saying that they could just be friends, but he had two tickets and he really wanted her to join him. So Kendra did end up going, and she actually had a great time. She got to see some movie stars like Penelope Cruz and Javier Bardem, and... She also had a generally good time with with uh, Shelly because she got to see him, you know, in his A game, I guess. And he was always dressed super nicely. So I'm sure he looked great. But of course, when Kendra left LA and got back home, Shelly started calling her again and asking what she was wearing and what she was doing and where she was going. Back to the whole controlling Shelly she didn't want to deal with. So she told him, look, I really don't want to do this with you anymore. You said we were going to be friends and you're treating me like your girlfriend and I can't do it anymore, which is when he accused her of using him to go to red carpet events, which is so stupid because she didn't even like, like him because he was an actor. She just was invited by him because he was like, please let me take you.
1: Right. He invited her.
0: Right. So he said, after he said that she was using him, he was like, I need to see you this weekend just as friends because she owed him that much apparently again yeah he's like fine we won't be dating but i need to see you as friends and kendra told him that her cousin was going to be in town that weekend and he could join them she supposes but only if they were friends Mm -mm. she said she wasn't going to be his girlfriend anymore so when that weekend came in late may of 2008 kendra decided to take her cousin and shelly to the beach but even still at the beach shelly was getting on kendra's nerves He had asked Kendra to show him how to surf, but when he didn't pick up the scale immediately, he started getting angry and throwing a tantrum. Shelley? Yes.
1: (laughs) How old is this man? He's
0: like in his 50s. (laughs) Or maybe, maybe younger than that, but... Each week, I speak to inspirational people. Each one of them has been on their own remarkable journey. They've all chosen to share their stories with one aim that if people can relate and get comfort from it, if it can help someone. As one of my guests said, there's so much going on in the world. We should be focusing on helping one another and making each other better. Each one is a superhero, not because they have special powers. It's because in spite of what they've gone through, they keep on going. I find them remarkable. Please listen to Chatterholic and hear their stories.
1: No, it is so... Have you ever seen a middle-aged man throw a tantrum? It is the most strange thing ever. You're like, huh?
0: So right now he's 57. So This was in 2008.
1: So he would have been like in his mid-40s? Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. You're like, you should have figured this out maybe like, I don't know, 30 years ago? Yeah. The whole like emotional control?
0: Right, you'd think. Right. (laughs) So he can't surf, and he's upset about it. So at that point, Kendra was having just as bad of a time as Shelly was having because Shelley was ruining her time with her cousin. And she was just generally sick of his shit anyway. And she didn't want to deal with his whining. So she hopped on her board and paddled out into the ocean without him. And she started surfing because she's like, I don't want to deal with you. And while she was out on the water, she saw Shelley starting to leave the beach. So she figured he was going to the car to get something. But when Kendra got back onto the beach after surfing, she had come up to find that her keys were missing and Shelly had taken her truck and driven off without Shelley, without Kendra and her cousin. So the two of them were stuck at the beach because he took their car. Kendra and her cousin had to hitch a ride home with someone and once they were back at Kendra's house, they found her truck there, but Shelly had left and gone back to L.A.
1: What? So he just stole their car and then drove it home for them.
0: Well, I guess his car was probably at her house, so he used the car to go back to the house, get in his own car, and then drive back to LA. Oh. I mean, it's a dick move.
1: Dick move, but I thought he like had stolen it. I well, guess not, though. He kind of did. I mean, for a little bit.
0: Yeah. At that point, Kendra was completely done with Shelley, but he started calling her incessantly because of course he had just thrown a tantrum and now he wants her attention. So not wanting to deal with him anymore, she blocked his number and turned off her phone and she had decided that she was done with him forever.
1: Yeah, I mean that's a wrap, right? This has been enough.
0: Yeah, you already have enough going on in your life with your like messy divorce and everything else. You don't need this crazy person throwing tantrums and making your life difficult.
1: Right, she has kids too. Yeah, she's got two kids. Yeah, and she's given him plenty of chances.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. So during the time that Kendra was ignoring Shelley, he got into contact with a man named Johnny Archer, which is actually an alias. We don't have his real name, but he was another one of Kendra's exes. Kendra had a restraining order against Archer. So he definitely doesn't seem like a great guy either, and now he and Shelly are buds. Oh, wow. So now, while Shelly is trying to contact Kendra, so is this Johnny Archer guy. And the two of them are just going back and forth, trying to contact Kendra and just terrorizing her. Like, just completely ruining her time. Can she not catch a break? No, literally, she can't. So Kendra tried contacting authorities to report Archer's violation of his restraining order because he's not supposed to be contacting her, but nothing was ever done about that. And now that the two were allegedly teamed up in some twisted way, when Shelley would get into contact with Kendra, meaning she would answer one of his phone calls, he would, without her knowledge, make it a three-way call with Archer. Isn't that insane?
1: This is nuts. What's their end goal?
0: Well, we're going to find out, but this is insane. So the two of them were basically terrorizing Kendra, like I said. And this harassment led to August 9th, 2010. And that day, Shelly and Archer shared a 45-minute phone call. And then only 10 minutes later, Shelly emailed photos of he and Kendra having sex to everyone in Kendra's office.
1: Wait, Shelly and Kendra? Yes. Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. So he, what is that called? Revenge porned her? Yes.
0: He sent explicit photos of Kendra to all of her employees or her coworkers rather.
1: Yeah. I mean, does it matter?
0: It doesn't. I can't even like, I can't imagine how violated she must've felt and how like shitty that was. I mean,
1: she's done nothing wrong.
0: No. And these two people who clearly are just wanting to make her life hell because she broke up with them. They're doing so many terrible things to her. And for what? For her yeah. attention? Why do yeah. they even want her attention at this point?
1: I don't know. Something. It's They're mental not...
0: illness, ain't it? They're not well. Yeah. So the next night, August tenth, two thousand and eight, Kendra had plans for her old friend David Maldondo to come to her house. So at around eight p.m., David had gotten to her home, and the two of them went out to her back patio to enjoy the evening try to unwind from all the bullshit Kendra was currently dealing with. So they're sitting out on her back patio. It's a warm summer evening. There's twinkly lights. I'm sure crickets are chirping. It was a lovely evening. And just as Kendra had poured herself a glass of wine, out comes Shelley Malil onto her back patio with them, completely unexpected and uninvited. Kendra was obviously surprised at his appearance, but also she knew something was off because shelly was always very meticulous with how he looked and dressed he was you know an actor from la so he always looked really nice and prided himself on his appearance but this evening shelly had arrived to kendra's home unexpectedly he was wearing no shoes no shirt and had on a backwards hat so she's like what's going on?" no shoes no shoes no shirt no shirt and he still gets service (laughs)
1: not the time (laughs) what the fuck so he has like i don't know sweats or jeans on and a backwards hat and that's it
0: and that's it yep
1: what in the actual fuck
0: right so kendra's already like this is kind of weird
1: i would be calling the cops right about meow
0: right right so shelly had never met david before but he had known of him as one of kendra's good friends but since he was extremely controlling and jealous of any male friends that Kendra had, things were tense because she, he didn't like Kendra being friends with David. So he started walking over to Kendra.
1: Why don't you take care of putting on clothing and <laughs> shoes first, bud?
0: Before you're worried Oof. about David yeah. having a glass yeah. of wine on the patio?
1: Yeah, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs>
0: So he starts walking over to Kendra and since she has no reason to believe anything is actually wrong she thinks Until... she thinks that he's coming over to hug her because what else would what he be doing in the... Well he's approaching her so she's like okay he's going to come hug me cuz we're you know we know each other and he's on my patio for some reason I'm sure she knew something was very weird but she doesn't think anything negative's going to happen. Anyway, let's keep going. Okay. So she starts to get up from her chair to hug him. So her arms are kind of up as she's still in her chair. But as he got closer, she thought to herself, "Oh no, he's not coming in for a hug. He's going to punch me." And only a second after she had that thought, she saw what she described as a flash of silver and immediately felt primal instinctual fear because without any warning, Shelley had lunged at Kendra with a knife and in that split second, he started stabbing her over and over. He stabbed her three times quickly in her side with a lot of force. And all Shelly could think was, oh my god, because this was so quick and it happened really forcefully. David, seeing this, had screamed and immediately got up and lunged himself at Shelly to get the knife away from him. Kendra could only focus in that moment on the fact that she was bleeding a lot, so she just held her side to try to slow the bleeding. But she was so torn because she wanted to try to get up and get away to call 911. But she also didn't want to leave David alone with Shelly, who clearly is armed and dangerous. And like I said, it was a hot summer night and she lived in a suburban neighborhood. So from her back patio, she could see her neighbor's yards. And she saw that, that their lights were on and their windows were open. So she screamed to her neighbor, Chuck, Allie, call 911. But she doesn't know if they can hear her at that point. But David had successfully fought the knife away from Shelly by pretty much grabbing the blade. He managed to throw it in an embankment, so now Shelly thankfully didn't have a weapon. Good. David had defensive wounds on his hands from fighting the knife away from Shelly, but managed to get away from him and ran from the house to go get help for Kendra. So now, with no knife, Shelly decides to pick up a wine glass. And he smashes it over Kendra's back and then tries stabbing her with the broken glass. After that, he kind of pulled away for a moment and Kendra was obviously in a lot of pain at that point, but she knew that she needed to get up and get away from Shelly and she also needed to get help. So she managed to get up and run through her backyard and got to the back gate. But like some terrible scene out of a horror movie, the back gate was jammed shut.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Are you kidding me?
0: No, she couldn't get through the gate.
1: This is a nightmare. This is literally a nightmare.
0: Right. So she had to come back up her backyard to the house to try to exit past Shelly. And as she was doing this, she saw that Shelly had gone into her house, into the kitchen and pulled out the biggest butcher knife he could find. And now he was standing there looking at her holding up this butcher knife. So she has been stabbed multiple times. She's in between a locked gate or a jammed gate and Shelly holding a butcher knife.
1: Fuck, can she hop the gate? No. I mean, there's really no options here, is there?
0: Yeah, he was standing in front of her only exit. So there was nowhere for her to go, but back toward the corner of the fence because she was just trying to get away from him at this point, but Shelley had followed her and cornered her with this knife. Kendra was still trying to hold onto her side to slow the bleeding, And on the ground, she had seen a little hoe that she used to manage the weeds in her garden. So she picked it up and was swinging it at Shelly as he got closer to try and fend him off. But he had gotten around it and she ended up dropping it. So Kendra was screaming for help this entire time. But in between her screams for help for her neighbors to hear her, she tried talking to him and saying that she loved him and please don't do this. But as she would tell him that she loved him and they could work it out, for a moment he would think about it and then he would snap out of it and say, yeah, right, you love me. And then he would stab her again. She pleaded with him as much as she could, but every time she would, he would just land another stab. She said she couldn't tell you what even happened in between the fourth time he stabbed her to the 20th time. It just all happened so quickly. And throughout this entire time... He was extremely calm, methodical, and matter-of-fact. He wasn't yelling at her. She said at no point during the entire attack did he raise his voice at her, which honestly makes it scarier. Like, he was just very calm and stabbing her with a knife because he was so, I don't know, fucked up? Like, I don't know. Determined, it, determined. it sounds like. yeah.
1: So eerie.
0: Insanely eerie. Because then it's not heat of passion you know like it's he not planned
1: that shit well 100
0: like. but it's not like a passionate like oh we were in a fight and like i mean it's still obviously crazy to stab anyone but you know if you're in a fight it's like it it seems like there's some kind of reason for it but this is just like he's insane and he went into her house to get a butcher knife to kill her in cold blood at one point Shelley had almost completely cut kendra's chin off of her face So her chin was basically hanging off of her face and she was trying to hold it as well as hold her side together. So with both of her hands, she's holding her side and her chin to try to stop the bleeding. And finally, Kendra's neighbor, Chuck, had heard her screams. Chuck had peeked his head up over the fence, separating their yards and saw Shelly stabbing Kendra. And all he could say was, whoa, 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 we got to stop. Which is insane, because what the hell do you say to something like that? So that's what he said, and he was trying to defuse the situation, but he was on the other side of a fence, so there wasn't much he could do. Thankfully, Chuck's appearance had distracted Shelly for a moment, and Kendra used that opportunity to run past him into her house. The only thing she could think of was that she needed to get help quickly. She wanted to run out the front door and to the street and try to get help, but Shelly had seen her run past him to try to get away, so he literally chased her up to her house and into the house and threw it with a butcher knife. So now he's literally chasing her through her own house with a butcher knife. But as that was happening, she ran to the front door, and Chuck was also trying to get into Kendra's house to help her, and so all three of them ended up on the front porch But right before all of that happened, Shelly plunged the knife so deep into Kendra's leg. And this was one of the worst moments for Kendra, at least, because she said for a few minutes the stabbing had stopped, but this big stab in her leg was like a reminder that this nightmare was still happening. So now they're on the front porch and Chuck was able to kind of talk down Shelly and get him to put the knife down. But everyone was still terrified because they didn't know if Shelley had another knife on him or even a gun. So Chuck tried to grab onto Kendra because she was his main priority. But at the same time, he kept trying to talk to Shelley to keep him as calm as possible. But he was still saying crazy things and he was still, like, obviously agitated. Yeah, I mean, imagine that. Right. But at that point, Kendra had been stabbed over 20 times. She has been stabbed, I think in total, 23 times. There was blood everywhere. It was in her hair, on her hands. She had blood going into her mouth from her chin, and it was all over the house and the patio and the porch. And she said that she felt an immense sense of shame, which is so weird. She said she had just gotten out of a terrible marriage, gone through a a bad divorce, And now she had fallen into this relationship that had failed so miserably. And she felt like some sense of responsibility for what had happened to her. She just couldn't believe what she was going through. And she said in hindsight, she knows she didn't do anything to deserve what she had gone through. But in that moment, she was so humiliated to be cut up. And she didn't want to die like that. She didn't want to fail her kids.
1: Wow, what a feeling to have in that moment.
0: Yeah. Do you want to expand on that?
1: I mean, it was like the last thing you would think somebody would feel.
0: Right. When she said it, I was so like taken aback because she's like, oh, I was so embarrassed to be cut up.
1: Yeah, I know. That's like deep. Such a strange
0: thing. I know.
1: But, you know, maybe it makes sense if she just came out of a toxic relationship where everything was her fault. Like, I really wonder what's under that.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, logically, I see her thought process. Like, I see how she got there, but obviously it's so...
1: Yeah, the illogical. end result is yeah, like very it, surprising. Yeah,
0: it just doesn't, in no universe would this be her fault or like right. would she need to feel embarrassment for what has happened. But anyway, obviously you can't change how a person feels. I just thought it was very weird that that was what she came to. So as Chuck held on to Kendra, Shelley said to him, I wouldn't hold on to her if I were you. She has AIDS. So he's covered in her blood because now he's holding on to her. And Chuck dropped Kendra. And just what? Li- yeah, so he's holding her, and then Shelley says she has AIDS, so don't don't touch her. And Chuck, uh, you already her.
1: got AIDS, bud. It's well, over. If yeah, dead.
0: No, it's I uh, yeah, it's an insane moment. So Chuck did drop Kendra, and then looked down at his hands to see them covered in her blood, and he looked down at her and said, "Oh my God, Kendra, you have AIDS." Chuck. Chuck.
1: Jesus Christ, Chuck.
0: This is like.
1: Because we clearly know that Shelley's words are rooted in the truth. And, right. And like his statements and actions are logical.
0: Right. And she said, no, I don't have AIDS. Right. That is...
1: <laughs> Jesus, man. Also,
0: he wouldn't like get AIDS just from touching yeah, just, her blood. It has like it would to be if he into, had... An, you have to like lick your hand. Yeah. Or he had to have like an open wound or something. But anyway, it it doesn't matter. But Shelley was obviously lying. And what a terrible moment. And she's already feeling like shame about whatever's happening and then he's like oh she has aids like I just not that's that you need to feel stupid, shame for that but you know like, what i mean
1: there's such a stupid thing like he's literally like holding her after she's been stabbed 20 times like oh you have aids let like, right. just drop her as her attacker is still an obvious threat
0: right he was just trying to hurt her in any way he could
1: i know yeah where are the cops
0: We're going to get there.
1: Enter stage right. The cops.
0: We are going to get there. So she told Chuck she does not have AIDS. And she said, you have to hold me. Because at that point, she had so many open wounds that she could feel herself bleeding out. And she said she needed him to hold her together, essentially. Chuck went back to focusing all his energy on Kendra and holding her. And because he was so focused on that, he didn't notice when Shelly picked up a blanket that was next to kendra and then he put the blanket over kendra's nose and mouth and started trying to suffocate her oh my god he was literally trying to smother her while chuck is holding on to her and so
1: i mean he's not going to quit for anything no of
0: course so kendra started kicking her feet and trying to get the blanket off of her face and all she could think about was he's actually killing me he's going to finish me off right now but as that was happening, Chuck managed to pull Shelly back off of Kendra. And after that, Shelly looked down at Kendra, and the last words he said to her were, David, 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 before he walked off into the night. What? Yeah, he was so jealous that David was on her back patio having a glass of wine that the last thing he said to her after brutally attacking her. Multiple times, and then trying to suffocate her, was David. David. David.
1: And the only reason he walked away is because Chuck pulled him off.
0: Yes, he was fully intending on murdering Kendra that night. Jesus
1: Christ, man! All right, where is David?
0: You want to know what the next thing I wrote was? You might be wondering what happened to David.
1: <laughs> I mean, I feel this whole time I'm like, I, I guess I don't know how big either of them are in mm-hmm. comparison to Shelley. But I'm like, why is nobody neutralizing him in some way? Well,
0: he's got weapons, so I know. But you said that
1: he dropped the knife.
0: David did get the knife away from him, and he threw the knife that Shelly came to the house with.
1: Part one, and then Chuck's. You said that while Chuck was holding her, he had dropped the knife.
0: Well, he got Shelly to put down the knife. Okay. So I think his presence was kind of like a a diffuser in some sense.
1: God, so weird.
0: Yeah. So after David had escaped he managed to call 911 and was told by the operator to wait down the street for the police to arrive. But when police did arrive, they saw David covered in blood and initially detained him and questioned him. So they put all of their time and effort that Kendra was being chased around her house with a butcher knife to detain and question David. Hey guys, maybe send Five cops over to Kendra's house just to see. Just check.
1: Yeah, just check.
0: Even if you think this man is lying to you, just go check. check. There's an active killer on the loose.
1: Yeah, Well, a murder is actively taking place.
0: Right. Oh my god. Yeah, I was like big facepalm on that one.
1: I mean, is was it only two cops?
0: I don't know how many cops were there, but... I assume if someone calls 911 saying my friend is actively being stabbed by her ex-boyfriend, they would send more than two. You would hope. You would really hope. Um, But, I mean, I guess it probably was something like two because they just focused on David and no one came to help Kendra. So, that's insane. But because police were at the front of the neighborhood detaining David, Shelley was able to just drive out of the back of the neighborhood. Isn't that insane? Funny how if you don't go to the place where the bad thing is happening, the bad guy can get away.
1: I don't know what to say. Right. I'm like, I know that we have a selective view of the cops' mistakes, but my god.
0: My god. Seriously. You
1: know, it just it seems rather basic.
0: So back on the front porch, Kendra really just wanted to go to sleep as she was waiting for paramedics, but she knew that if she let herself, she might not wake back up again so she fought with everything in her to try and stay awake she didn't want to die and leave her kids she said she knew she wasn't ready and when paramedics did finally arrive they took her to the hospital and as she lay on the operating table she asked the surgeons to pray with her and they did and once she felt the first few staples go into her she said that she knew she could finally rest And that's all she remembers from that evening. So after that, she's out. Kendra had been stabbed 25 times, and both of her lungs had been punctured. She had a severe cut to her chin, like I had said, two collapsed lungs, and she lost about half of the blood in her body. Wow.
1: Wait, how much blood do you have to lose in order to, I don't know, die? Die?
0: I think like, what, three quarters or something like that?
1: Okay, let me look it up. That's actually way too much healthline.com says if you lose more than 40 percent of your blood you will die so wow. looks like she kind of defied the odds she lost half yeah damn but they said after that you need like transfusions like immediately
0: yeah well it says she lost about half of the blood in her body so maybe it was like just was at the mark pretty close yeah she said half of my right back muscles have been removed. I have serious shoulder and back injuries, scars from head to toe. I will never be as strong as I once was. The physical recovery has been so difficult. So she had long lasting injuries from this event.
1: I mean, how can you not? I mean, she got stabbed 25 times and both of her lungs collapsed. Yeah. I mean... It's
0: it's a miracle she's even alive. Right. Shelley was arrested only a day later when he got off a train in Oceanside, California, and was charged with attempted murder. In court, Shelley testified that Kendra was the one who had attacked him. Of course. And he had picked up a knife that just so happened to have been left out on her back patio in self-defense. He literally, in the courtroom, demonstrated with a knife how he defended himself and looked like a whole clown. Like, he had, a, he had like, a fake knife, I'm assuming, in the courtroom and was, like, swinging it over his head and was, like, shielding his face and putting on a whole scene like the stupid actor he was and really hammed it up.
1: Yeah, he can't stop even when the camera's not rolling. Right. Apparently.
0: Shelley's defense also attacked Kendra in court as if this physical attack wasn't enough. This time they attacked her credibility. Defense attorney Matthew Roberts told the jury Kendra had a history of violence and has attacked her ex-husband and would fall into jealous rages. He said Shelley acted in self-defense and his defense attorney said Malil had no motive to kill Kendra. Shelley told the court that he came to Kendra's house that night, who he had still believed he was dating at the time of the stabbing to apologize for sending out the nude photos of them to her coworkers and it was not a plan a planned attack or a deliberate attack it was only self defense and they also tried to say that Kendra's wounds were more like lacerations than stabbings meaning it would have been from Shelley defending himself rather than him act- actively attacking her
1: Okay, prepare the cross-examination. Let's take this (laughs) point by point. Does he have any defensive wounds? No. No. Right? Okay, so you're admitting... Multiple witnesses. Multiple witnesses contradicting your statement. Right. Also, you're admitting that you sent nude photos to all of her co-workers. That has to be a crime in itself. Right. So there's that. My last point is, like, it it wasn't deliberate. Like, he literally was calm the entire time and then Mm -hmm. tried to suffocate her at the end.
0: Right. Yeah. No, it's all terrible. He's just like really trying to get off.
1: I mean, I know that's their job to do, but these are pretty absurd.
0: Right. The attorney also said that evidence would show that Kendra has credibility problems because she has previously lied under oath and may not have been truthful with with investigators about some of the details of her relationship with Shelly because they said she was, you know, So they said she had credibility problems because in a deposition relating to her divorce and her child custody battle, Kendra had lied about an unauthorized trip outside of the country with her two children. She said in this court hearing that she had never taken her kids out of the country, but she did take them to Mexico with Shelly on one occasion. So that was in fact a lie. So when questioned by the defense, Kendra told the jury that she had been involved in a hostile divorce and custody battle with her ex-husband, whom she said had repeatedly cheated on her during the marriage and was abusive. And she said, I admit that's a lie. I am absolutely sorry about it. It has nothing to do with me getting stabbed 25 times that night. Yeah. So
1: people who are defending themselves don't stab people 25 times.
0: Right. Thankfully, the jury rejected the defense's argument and believed Kendra it had later been discovered that shelley had plastic gloves and a tarp in the back of his car and he had driven from la with that knife if david hadn't been there kendra would have been upstairs in her house and no one would have heard her being attacked also kendra's two young children were in the house at the time of the attack they were asleep upstairs and had no idea that anything was happening with their mother So who knows what would have happened to them if he had actually gotten Kendra alone. Fortunately, the children didn't wake up, like I said, to see Shelly attempting to murder their mother, but they were in the house.
1: I mean, thank God that nothing, they didn't get hurt or didn't get rubbed into this.
0: Yeah. Also, something insane about that night, 20 neighbors heard Kendra screaming for help and didn't even pick up the phone and call 911.
1: Was Chuck the only one?
0: Yes. The neighbors, Chuck and Allie, who I think were like a married couple, heard her and actively did something about it. But 20 other neighbors heard the attack actively happening and Kendra screaming for help and nobody even dialed 911.
1: That's infuriating. I mean, how fucking... I don't know. I don't even know what the word is. Selfish? Apathetic? Just lazy? It's just a bystander
0: effect. Like, that even seems crazy because...
1: You don't even have to do anything yeah, all you call have to do the is cops. Ca- right, I mean, exactly. they were already called, but...
0: But they the f- didn't know that.
1: They didn't know that, and you're not actively participating in it, but you're certainly not helping it.
0: Even if you don't want to go out of your house and actively put yourself in harm's way like Chuck did, which, thank God, he did, but even if you don't want to do that, you can at the very least... Call in like a noise disturbance, you know. Something. You can say, "Hey, my neighbor is really screaming up a storm over there, and I don't like it. Can you go check on her?"
1: Yeah, no, I'm just imagining like somebody's on their couch watching, I don't know, Ozark. Yeah, and they're like, "Hmm, is that is Is that that the show show? (laughs) or?" Oh, she's screaming, turn it up. Yeah, And they like turn it it up. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And to be honest, if you really think about what he did, he he really put put himself in in harm's way to save her. Yes. Because he came in saw her. He saw saw her her
0: being stabbed and still came came to the front. Came over to the front and
1: then defused the situation and then really saved her life. Shelly didn't make any sense because what he should have done was killed both of them. Like, (laughs) truly like from a logical standpoint do better i mean like why wouldn't he right he's already stabbed her probably 20 times by the time chuck gets to the front door so he he really risked his life to save her
0: yeah he really did and he also stopped him from smothering her which would have been the act like i mean if she didn't bleed out he would have actively killed her with smothering her so he saved her life 100 percent.
1: i mean i also don't know did he think that he would just stand there
0: I don't, like, I don't know. Like right.
1: none, literally none of it makes sense to me. No,
0: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But Shelley was found guilty of attempted premeditated murder. He received a life sentence, which in the state of California was 14 years. What? I didn't know that we were doing life sentences in dog years, but <laughs> I guess go off? Like... What? <laughs> right. He so got, this is
1: just a California thing? He
0: got one dog lifetime. <laughs> like. What? I don't. When,
1: what year did he get convicted?
0: 2008. What? Right.
1: fucking state do we live in right now? Yeah. Huh? What's the rationale behind that?
0: I don't know.
1: Let's bring it back to murderers getting less time than people who have committed mail fraud. Or. Make that make sense.
0: Something else that really makes me mad is that people who have been charged with attempted murder get such a severely reduced sentence than if that person that they were attempting to kill actually died. So if Kendra did die, he would have gotten a worse sentence. But I'm like, you were setting out to kill her in the first place very actively and very brutally. So why should your sentence be any less than someone who actually killed someone? Yeah. It's insane. Why? Why? That's my question. Why? It's so dumb.
1: Yeah, I mean, clearly you have the capacity to do it. 100%.
0: And could be argued that you're even more dangerous than someone who actually did kill someone. Because clearly this is something that was premeditated and personal. And the person that you were trying to kill was not successfully killed. So who's to say that in 14 years, when you get out,
1: you're, you're not, not going to go
0: try and kill her again. Right. Make it make sense. It doesn't. No. Anyway, at the end of the trial, Shelley said he didn't know the words to say he was sorry. And Kendra responded to this by saying, I think there's just two words and it's, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Show me the lie, ladies right. and gentlemen.
0: Exactly. So after Shelley would serve his life sentence in 14 years, he would go in front of a parole board and Kendra intended on being there to tell them that she doesn't believe that he should be let out. In the next 14 years, that's what she thought was going to happen.
1: He gets a lot on earthly behavior. He did.
0: We're going to talk about that in a minute. But first, you might be wondering what happened to Archer. So the answer is unfortunately nothing. The DA has refused to investigate Archer's circumstantial involvement in this case despite Kendra's repeated requests. It is incredibly shady because Shelly and Archer had lengthy phone calls both before and after he sent explicit emails to Kendra's coworkers, which was bad enough, but they also shared a 10-minute phone conversation just hours prior to Kendra's stabbing,
1: and they didn't even look into it?
0: Yeah. And nothing came of it.
1: This sounds like corruption, like straight up.
0: I don't know what's going on with that, but clearly something's a little shady. I mean, shady. even
1: if it's not, it looks like corruption, does it not?
0: It does. Yeah, why won't they look into it? They, he has co- he has clear parole violations by trying to contact her. So that's like a very clear thing that actually did happen.
1: Yeah, what about calling somebody hours before they were somebody attempted to murder them? Yeah. Like, you aren't even going to question that? Right. I mean, I know that we didn't exactly do the right thing when we detained David, Right. At the front of the neighborhood and then let Shelly slip away. But, I mean, after the fact, like, we're going to fuck up again. And then we're going to fuck up again by only putting Shelly away for 14 years. But then also we're going to fuck up again by letting him out early? Yeah. Is this what you're about to tell me?
0: Yeah. So after only eight years in prison, Shelly Malil was released at 53.
1: Eight. With,
0: with parole for five years. So the parole hearing came sooner than expected, like I said. And in December of 2018, after only eight years in prison, Kendra did testify via video for the parole hearing since she didn't want Shelly to be able to actually see her. But yes, he did get out only after eight years. He told the parole board that he became, quote, an alcoholic with troubled relationships after struggling to find work in 2008, as if that makes up for anything at all. But their decision was only discussed for 10 minutes after a two hour hearing. And Kendra said, it turns out the parole board consists of three males who form this panel. One of the males on the board used to work in the same prison that Shelley was incarcerated in. So Kendra believes Shelley just pulled off a big acting job and wholeheartedly disagrees with the parole board's assessments that he is a low risk, at low risk for committing future violence. And also, I think it's a little bit weird that the person on his parole board knew him at a previous prison. I I wonder if anything came of that or if not came of it, but happened because of that. I'm not saying it did. I'm saying allegedly, (laughs) no, not allegedly, but you know what I'm saying.
1: It doesn't look good. It looks weird. Also, I really wonder if he would have gotten the same treatment if he wasn't an actor. Right. If people didn't know him from movies. Right, exactly. Like, this is so disgusting, and, I mean, I don't know for sure, but really, it just seems like so many things have gone wrong. There's possible corruption with the DA, Mm -hmm. and then there's possible corruption with this board, and then there's just, like, the overall special treatment that people who are you know elite whatever you define that as to be get in the justice system it's so, it's so disheartening
0: kendra told a news source that the decision by the parole board to release him was unbelievable and she fears for her life she said i had to move out of state because i didn't feel safe the system failed to protect me and she admitted i don't own a gun but i'm considering how i will be protecting myself now I have to deal with the security in my home and business now. I am concerned. I am afraid he's going to come after me. When someone sits in prison that long, all they have time to be is angry. How do you know if he'll smoke a little crack and do this again? Yesterday was another slap in the face because this was a quote taken the day after he had gotten released. So yeah, I, I mean, don't blame her frustration. That's incredibly shitty, you know? And,
1: and if you're her... How can you not feel that way? Right. You have two children. Mm-hmm. You have a business. I'm sure that you have to rely on being somewhat public yeah. because you need business.
0: And he's clearly insanely crazy yeah. and dangerous. <laughs> like...
1: I don't care if you were an alcoholic and fell on hard times. What's to say that can't happen again?
0: Right. And that also has nothing to do with it because- has nothing to do. He, this was all very personal and he was just like super jealous and controlling. And even if this doesn't happen to Kendra again, even if he doesn't actively pursue Kendra, who's to say he won't get into another relationship and be extremely controlling and then murder them?
1: Yeah, nothing.
0: (sighs) Anyway, Kendra said she survived because of David and her neighbors, Chuck and Allie. Even though 20 neighbors didn't call for help or check on her, luckily the neighbors that were right next door did something. And because of them, Kendra says she is here today. She also said, I got a second chance when so many women don't. So I feel very strongly that I need to help be a part of the change. And Kendra said that she doesn't think of herself as a victim, but rather a survivor of the attack. She said so many women do not even testify at trials because they're afraid of being dirtied on the stand, they're afraid of revenge from their attacker, and we cannot live in fear. We have to be strong and stand up and speak out. So that is the story of Kendra Beebe and Shelley Malil.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I were her, I'd get so many guns.
0: Oh my god. I would be
1: packing everywhere.
0: I can't imagine living in that much fear. Like, that knowing that your attacker is out there just doing whatever, you know? Like, he only has parole for five years. He's released after eight years. It does not surprise me in the slightest that she moved. I would move in a second.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, I don't know. I'm just so mad and I want to do something. Like, can you request the DA be audited? Like, this is disgusting.
0: I don't think so. I mean, I don't think there's anything we can do about it right now, but... It is disappointing, and it's like there's so many weird things that have happened with this case that I don't know. It's just kind of strange. What the f- I still can't.
1: I just don't believe that life in California is 14 years.
0: I don't know if it's still that, but at the time it was. What?
1: Colossally stupid person passed that law. I don't know. And they let him out at eight.
0: Mm-hmm. Good okay. behavior.
1: I mean, you're really like taking away so much of her life just because of that fear. I mean, how many things does she not feel comfortable doing? How many things is she's not going to go do because she's living in fear? How much joy is, you know, enjoyment, connection with her kids, memories she could have formed? Like, it's just kind of hard to quantify.
0: Yeah. And she also said that she didn't tell her children at the time because they were so young, obviously, like what had happened. But right. as they had gotten older and, you know, Shelly was released from prison and they had to move, she had to tell her family. She had to tell her two kids what had happened. Right. And I, that's, that's a whole other thing to tackle. But anyway, I don't know. I, I had never even heard of this, which was insane because I have, I haven't seen it in a very long time, but I have seen the 40 year old, the 40 year old virgin. So I was like, whoa, one of the actors in that movie was a crazy person. I guess it's not that crazy that an actor would, became insane but or was insane
1: yeah anyway uh, try and go watch that movie again with the same way
0: oh god anyway what's your good thing
1: this week my good thing happened at your place of work tuesday night uh, and it was so funny because the night started off for you you said that a couple was kind of fighting
0: at the bar Uh, at the bar i'm a bartender and i was at the bar and the restaurant was barely even open and these two people came in there was nobody else in the restaurant they start fighting it was like really awkward anyway at the end of the night we finished our evening with the same thing happening just with a different couple and i was trying to close the bar and as i'm like trying to count the money in the register and like get out of there because it was already late this couple was fighting about how the man was looking at naked women on instagram and they were like right in front of us and it was very audible it was just silly but anyway my manager put on this song to like try to get them out of the restaurant
1: yeah no he goes should i turn it up or turn it down to get them to leave and i was like (laughs) just try both
0: yeah which (laughs) one's gonna work um but that that's your good thing you went it entertained you
1: oh my god it was the funniest thing like And just imagine fighting with your significant other while this is playing. (laughs) It's just like. (laughs) Like, I just can't imagine being serious. It was very funny. In that moment. Anyway, what's your, your good thing?
0: My good thing is I got a haircut. We got the nice summer chop going. I cut off like, I don't even know, like four or five inches. It was a pretty, pretty big chop. And uh, I'm glad.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can brush your hair easier now. It yeah. It looks great.
0: Thanks. Yeah. So Not not as an intensive a story as your good thing, but yeah, I know. that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. And if you would like to check out all the pictures we post of all the stories we talk about, check us out on Instagram at nottoday underscore podcast. We have a Patreon where we post exclusive bonus episodes every single month at patreon.com slash nottodaypodcast. If you are anyone you know has a story of survival that you would like to send us, Send it to notepodcast at gmail.com. We have a TikTok that is not today podcast and a Twitter that is not today podcast. But the T on the end of podcast is a three. Because that makes sense. Oh, because that makes sense. And just keep breathing. Yeah. Yeah.